Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Atypical Youth Ministry Podcast. Episode 32, uh, once again, we're going back to sports numbers. Sean Elliott? No. Come Magic on. Johnson. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope you were, you were obviously kidding about Sean Elliott. The most iconic 32, in my I opinion, just, is Magic Johnson. I just wanted you to react. Magic Irving Magic John. That was my guy growing up. When I were you a state fan? Uh, or, yes. or you were? A, I was uh, a mad. I was a state fan. Yeah, in 1979, okay. uh, when Magic won the state. National You've never really been a Michigan or Michigan State right. fan, like firmly. No, I, I uh, no. But Magic but for that year, he was tall and a point guard. And even when the the Lakers drafted him, number one overall, they they had a, a guy named Norm Nixon who was their point guard. Very good point guard. And everyone said, he's your new small forward. And that's not what the Lakers said. He is our new point guard. Greatest He'll point guard of all six, time. Nine, um, and off he went. Listen, if they had Thank not you. forced him to be a point guard at his size, I firmly believe Isaiah Thomas could contend for greatest point guard of all time. Agreed. But I know what I saw. Yeah. Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard, top, probably top five NBA player of all time. He changed the game. And But he was, I think... Just because he was six nine didn't make him the greatest point guard. He was a great. He was going to be great no matter. He what. was six nine, but he still he moved as well as Isaiah. Right. He dribbled as well. He ran the the show. Well, he didn't dribble. He, nobody dribbled as well as Isaiah right. back then. But, but he, but he, but he, he, he wasn't was a slouch. No, this was not like a ploy. Like, ooh, look at us. We have a six. And people point guard. say, oh, look, he had. Yeah, but he had Kareem, and he had uh, James Worthy. Let's not Kareem kid was a hundred years old at yes. that time. And James Worthy was a great player. But he would not. We would probably not even talk about him if he didn't have Magic Johnson. That's my opinion. Jay, he also is shout out to AC Green, most famous virgin of all time. We're loving the yes. Lord. Um, I, you know, James Worthy was the Scotty Pippen. He was the opposite, by the way, of the most famous virgin. Who <laughs> was? Remember when he got? So you had on that team. So James thought he was extremely worthy. Uh, he got busted for prostitution. Playing alongside now, famous. Uh, Christian, yes. autobiographer, virgin, yes. AC Green, and Magic Johnson, who uh, came down with HIV. Yes. Now, uh, I remember distinctly where I was when I found out. I, I do too. I was in the car, headed to my Uncle Al's. We were uh, crossing the bridge. We're on the main highway coming into Chicago, and I... Heard that, and that was staggering for me because NBA was life, yeah. and I loved Isaiah Thomas, and he was Isaiah Thomas's best friend, and so that really affected me. So every time I drive on that stretch of highway, and I'm, and I'm coming across, I'm like, I was thinking Magic Johnson. Yeah. In fact, um, just last week, I was driving that stretch of highway, heading to a church interview, to a church that I will be starting at. In fact, by the time this comes out, it, well, you don't know I'm smooth. I was ready. I didn't know Magic Johnson. I made that up. Nice. Uh, but I will be starting very shortly at the chapel in the greater Chicagoland area. I'll be the campus <clears throat> student pastor at the Libertyville campus, and I will be uh, working directly for a friend. Nice. So uh, God is always awesome and cool, but I'm feeling it right now. But I thought of Magic Johnson just last week. I always think of him, and now every time I 
drive back and forth. I'm going to be thinking about them a lot more right uh, because I'm going to be going through that stretch of highway. So. And Isaiah, arguably the greatest basketball player to come from Chicago. Yeah, let me think about that. Uh, I, I mean, Michael played people, in Chicago, but he's not from Chicago. Right. People, young people will tell you it's Dwayne Wade. They can just go home. Yeah. Dwayne Wade was phenomenal. That's a poor man's Isaiah Thomas. Thank you. That's correct. Erica, you're here? This yeah. is why our intros take so long. Hey, I was going to introduce this news and he set me up like T-ball. Yeah. How about that? He didn't even know he was setting me up. No idea. Not planned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I'm Jeff. I'm Joey. And I'm Erica. And we are the chosen ones. And uh, we still have Grayson and Easton with us. Hopefully they will remain asleep, uh, but we may have to cut this one short. We'll see. Uh, so today we're talking about planning big events. Big events. Yeah. So big. when well, when we say big events, let's let's put that in context. As Erica pointed out, it sounds like I come up with some of these things, but that's a really good question. That's all, Erica. We yeah. know it's not you. No. Uh, so I would just walk in and just start talking. Correct. It's a good thing and we have you too. It's your life. Because I would just, just ramble on. Our podcast would be about nothing, and it yes. might be great. Seinfeld works. Yes. Uh, so, what is, what, like, so when I say big events, I don't, like, I don't care about any event that takes place on a Sunday or Friday night at my church. That's not a big event. Right. Right? When I say, for me, I'm talking about mission trips, retreats, whatever, like whether they happen at our church or not. Yeah. Like we're talking overnight, multiple days. Lots of things to, to account for. Yes. That's a big event for me. Yes. Very Agreed. different from your usual. Not Like we're not talking even just like your kickoff. You might do something fun for right. your kickoff. No, right. that's a Sunday night. It's still your normal thing. You're just doing more fun You're things. just buying more food. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I spend as much probably on that as some other things. We're talking things basically that need massive budgets, volunteers, lots of communication. I think that yeah. probably different From multiple people. Too. Yes. Yeah. Probably a waiver. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's no waiver. It wasn't a that van big. rental is probably included in that. Yep. Yeah. So big events. Like the 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 Hallmark events of the year, you're saying, even though this is just a weekend or this is just a week, this is going to move my youth ministry forward yeah. more than anything else this year. Yeah. So they're big budget planning, spiritually, it's everything. So we will talk about that right after this. Someone drop an Old Testament feast. All right, we're back. And so the first thing, if we're going to talk about big events, let's just put this out there. What is the biggest event you've ever done with your youth group? I'll go first. Let's go, Eric. Yeah, I was saying, because you're going to make us all look weird because you've been doing this forever and your church pays for everything, so no, you have to go last. I feel all like right. he's going to forget one that I would feel like is easily least as big as one because it was so long ago. But yeah, anything old, yeah. out of the country is a big event. Like, right. If, Scary. You, if you're thinking having to get passports, kids have to get vaccinated, Usually there's a lot more cost involved on the church's part, on the kids' part. So I did Guatemala with my youth, my last church youth group. Um, and the organization that we went with did a, a good chunk of planning and helping us like realize when deadlines were due. But that still is just a massive undertaking. We, it was a ton of financial buy-in from our church. The church actually pays for 
the medical clinics we host, for all the homes that we build. And then we go out and buy gifts and bring all these luggage and luggage and luggage full of stuff to give families. And so there's a lot of planning involved in that. Yeah. I, so we've never done foreign mission trips with our youth because our church used my words against me. Uh, and I respect that game because I do a tiered thing where middle school is in state, high school is out of state. And so when I wanted to take the some high schoolers on a foreign mission trip, I was like, well, but you like a tiered system. We should save that for college. But then college students weren't invited to go. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so or they'd have to be like in their junior, senior year of college before they were allowed to go. So they have like three years with nothing. So, um, but actually I would say the, the biggest event that I've had to do is like the last two years, we did not even go out of state for our mission trip because of COVID. And I, so I didn't get to partner with another organization to, uh, run all of the, like the worship and the teaching and set up where I'm going to go work. Like literally I had to budget and plan everything, uh, scheduled teaching, uh, worship if we had it, where are we eating, but also what are we doing for lunch? And like just um, doing all of that uh, ended up being my biggest event just because it took so much more out of me. The students probably feel like, uh, you know, Fuge is a bigger event, but only for them because they just show up either way. But I was very involved uh, with the last two, especially this year, because I decided since it would be my last time with them that I was going to do all the teaching. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to forget what Erica said, but for go. me, when I think about the most logistically demanding thing was when we went to Mexico. Um, because Is that it? Yes. Because yes. In, I, we haven't flown with our youth group in, a, in quite a few years, but whenever you fly, it is such a yeah. hassle. You know, make sure every kid's name is perfectly on everything. You know, it's usually and, a layover somewhere. Right. And then I even when you get someplace, you got to rent vehicles to get to this place. And when we went to Mexico, we flew into El Paso. And then we were hosted by a church there. We had to get there. Then we had to get across the border to work at the orphanage we're at. And it's like, you know, and for me, I, I don't mind all the logistics if I, I have my hands in it. But when yeah. I have to rely on other people to make sure everything is that becomes a little more taxing to me because now yes so are you a control freak i don't think i'm a control freak if i know what's being done if it's just communicated to me but the, like the place we went to they were not good at communicating and i just so, want to point out that you said place no <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's your favorite place yeah so i so for me those were like anytime you're going on those big trips flying uh, mission trip. Um, we're going to, we leave for Colorado on Wednesday morning. That's a big trip. Uh, logistically, when you start thinking about things and you talk about expenses and money and all that stuff and what, like, timing. waivers. Yeah. Timing is hard for any driving trip like yeah. that. Because and, you'd always underestimate how long it takes to do a gas station stop. Or oh, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, now dealing with TSA as part of the process yeah. too. Like, yeah. you, you could all be doing great until somebody like, gets mouthy joking around with a DSA. <laughs> they don't actually have great senses of humor oftentimes. <laughs> no. So yeah, that, that does sound like a lot. Uh, so let's say you're doing your biggest event. So it sounds like it's mission trips mostly, right? Uh, so when do you start planning your next mission trip, we'll say? Really, 
when the mission trip just got done. Yeah. That's almost when you start planning for the next one. Like, I register for my next one while I'm at the Yeah, like you're confirming the dates and the weeks are going to go and that those big things right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, with with Clock. Van uh, Rental. Van Rental. Like, now that we've shared the good news of Clock Van Rentals yeah. with everyone, like. It's competitive. It is. <laughs> but he will let the both of us actually register a year in advance. He doesn't do that. Oh, he doesn't? No. Oh. He, he only... <laughs> no. I have no idea. I, I called him one time because I was worried about uh, getting vans. And he said, ah, I just, I don't like people doing a year out because people really don't know what they're doing and then they forget. And then I wasn't able to rent them out. And I, and I just said, I was like, well, you know, I'm not like that. And he's like, yeah, that's true. I'll let you do it. And then um, I had told you about it. But you forgot, obviously, my conversations mean nothing to you. And so you called to see if he'd do it for you, too. And he did. We're literally the only two he lets go a year in advance. Yeah, because in about a month, I will send him an email saying, here's my dates for 2022. Yeah. And well, you'll go, okay, you're in the book. You know what? When I had to cancel because of COVID, yeah. I knew, like, in March, I did not delay. I called him immediately and said, yeah. hey, Matt, I can't do this, so please take us off. And he never makes me, I don't know about you, but he never makes me actually pay the um, the reservation fee. No, he's like supposed the, to. pay the deposit. He's supposed and to. And so I just said, hey, if you want me to pay that deposit, I'll pay it. Yeah. And he said, he said, honestly, he said, I'll I'll probably be, like, I have a waiting list. I'll probably be able to rent the vans out. But I have, like, he had a feeling that nobody was going to be using them anyways. But he could just get it from the next person to reserve, get their deposit, and he let me uh, go free, so... You know, thanks, Matt. I know you don't listen, but you're my favorite man guy ever. Um, <laughs> but so that's yeah, a, that's a big deal, though. Before we had Matt, it was Awful. insane trying to get rent a 15 passenger. You have to go up to Grand Enterprise Rapids at or best. wherever. Yeah, it was insane. Or like arrange a bunch of minivans. Yeah. So yeah, like I take care of the registration and the um, vehicles, like while I'm on the mission trip. Yeah, and I do the same for my retreats too. Like when I'm on the fall retreat. I will actually like look at the calendar um, and actually I always find when daylight savings time is so that we don't lose an hour of sleep and I don't let the students stay up an hour later and nobody questions it and we all come back feeling good. Uh, and so I will put that on the book right there while I'm with them. And again, like I have this long-term relationship with this camp. They don't need a deposit from me. And so what I'll do is if I have extra budget left, I will pay the deposit in December but if not, I'll mail it the first week in January, and they've always been okay with that. Yeah. So I'm like, like on the big parts, the dates, the costs, and all that. Like I have that figured out. Yeah. Um, I actually have uh, the for the mission trip. I have a parent meeting every year in October. And all the parents come to youth group, and I give them everything they need for the year. And I actually hand out registration forms. They know where we're going, when we're going, and what's the cost. What dates are the fundraisers? I actually get all of that done in August. So that I'm ready to go, so that parents can't say, "Well, we didn't know, so we have this going on." Man up, just say, "Listen, it wasn't a priority. Just admit it." Yeah. We didn't pay attention. Yeah, because I gave yeah. you it in writing. So, but actually, I don't. I don't actually deal with a lot of that because youth pastors often complain, like, "Ooh, they don't prioritize." But do you prioritize their time enough to get it done early? Yeah, yeah. I'm very big on planning early. So, uh, how far do you go? Like, you have an answer. Like, you're, so you're pretty distracted today holding babies and trying to keep them from waking up. Happens. Yeah. But, no, I plan, I'd say, almost a year in advance, too. Um, I will say, like, at Hillcrest, 
when I was leaving, I kind of knew that my time was coming to leave. So I wasn't obviously planning ahead then. Um, and then with COVID, all that kind of went away too. But if it's something that we're like just doing retreats, like I, right now I'm starting to think retreats for the fall and winter of this season. So that's what, six months in advance instead of like a year in advance. But yeah. in West Michigan, the opportunities for retreats are immense. So yeah. you, it's not like we're going to miss out on a, on a date at a certain retreat place well, and not be able to get it. We have like a thousand camps within an hour of us. Yeah. Of, yeah. And so I'll start working on that. And same as you, when the, when September hits, they will have it, they will have the schedule, yeah. you know, and they will know when things are happening. I'm yeah. super bored right now because I am not doing my long-term planning. Like I helped plan the summer for everyone, but that was sad because I knew I wouldn't be at all of these things. But like I, I feel like I have no right to plan anything for following. I'll, yeah. I'll reserve our mission trip for next year, but I'll leave a note saying this is what it's scheduled for. I didn't tell anybody, but I just had to do a placeholder because yeah. we have a huge credit from when we canceled and not already paid our deposit. And so I have to use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then they, they'll have till February 1st, but they'll probably have somebody by mid to late August uh, to fill my role. So, you know, like I, but, so I don't yeah. feel comfortable doing that to that person. They're going to do, like, I'll have it so they can do it. Like, I'll, I'll write the registration form and everything this week. So if they just want to come in and, and get to know people and use my work, they can. But if they come in and say, well, you know, I really have a heart to go here or there, like, and, and they're not going to wait a year to make big changes as some people, like, they, they can do that because we haven't done feuds for two years. Yeah. So that's a good time to do that, but. Yeah, it's been weird not doing any planning right now. Uh, so what uh, what considerations do you take into account? Like, um, we talk about like vans. Vans. Um, you know, I for both our mission trip and our summer trip, like Colorado, which we, I leave for in a couple of days. You know, we do T-shirts, uh, and so I got to think about when does the design have to get in. Who do you use for shirts? Local uh, or? Well, it was local until my local guy retired, Same. and so now it's Sunday Cool. Okay. Uh, so on Sunday, I use Sunday Cool for the, the mission trip, and now I use That's Sunday quick. Cool for uh, our Colorado and trip. Soft. Yeah, yeah. I wore your your mission trip T shirt last night. That's soft. <laughs> nothing, now we got hoodies coming in. Nothing so beats fantastic. a Bella Canvas shirt. Yeah. Once again, something we got from Matt Ray. Yeah. But the the business is still in operation in Kalamazoo. But I tried to get actually these shirts. And I had to run them down. It took three extra weeks to get them because they just kept not doing it because Lacey had left. And Lacey was my, my yeah. lady there. And I was like, you know what? I'm too busy for this. If I ever have to run you down to give you my money to get your product, <laughs> you're dead to me. Yeah. You make my list. So I'll use youth stuff for Sunday Cool. Or like we did hats. I gave the students a vote. Oh. And I said, who wants T-shirts? Literally one person voted for a T-shirt. And I said, who wants something else? It was everybody else. So then I picked it with input from my seniors. And I actually got, you know, the hat I got at the Tigers game? Yeah. That um, 47 brand dad cap? Yeah. I got basically that exact hat. Probably but a lot cheaper. It was, it was like 25 per person. What was a Tiger hat? That was like $100. That was 30 <laughs> yeah. close. So Dave's was really expensive. Okay. It was just 50 oh, Wow. Um, but anyway, it's that same like size and shape, but it but it's got an embroidered custom Rebel Youth logo, okay. and on the back I had it say uh, "BU" and cursive like all the baseball hats. So, uh, and I've already seen like a lot of pictures of students wearing them like on their own time. So I feel like that was a win. Um, but yeah, like yeah. Anyway, swag, whatever swag theme. 
like theme is, you know, because I, uh, you know, and, and most of us do the same thing. We speak at all our uh, big events. So, you know, when we go to mission trip, I need to know what my theme is going to be long before obviously we get there. I love when I go to feud and they speak and all I do is critique it. <laughs> you are gifted at that. Um, well, we're entering in, we're partnering with someone who has a little bit different theology than us. Right. And there are times when I need to talk through with the students, like, you know, he said that, yeah. but let's talk about that. Yeah. Here's why he believes that, because I grew up Baptist, so I know why he believes that. Yeah. It's always a he, isn't it? Because it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then I say, well, but here's why I believe, and here's why I believe it. And I'm totally comfortable if my students say, I think what he said makes more sense to me. I don't care. Yeah. But at least you thought through it biblically. Or sometimes, you know, there are times, there was a guy that said, um, you know, from this last night of mission trip, he said, you know, it's just impossible to walk closely with God and be depressed. You know, like people like saying amen out loud in a Baptist setting is totally cool. Out loud, I threw my hands up and said, oh, come on. <laughs> right out loud. I wanted immediately every one of my students to hear my disagreement. Yeah. And, and uh, it was one of those things like it was the instinct. I could have stopped it and then I didn't. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we talked about it. And actually... One of, that was one of my seniors, um, well, both my, you know, all my seniors. That was their first huge mission trip. Okay. And we went out to lunch uh, with a couple of the seniors a couple of years ago, and she brought up, like, how much it hurt when he said that and how loved she felt. And I did not know at the time that she had um, anxiety and depression, and that was crushing for her. And then she saw my vehement anger. <laughs> and, and, um, because we talked about it, and I said, this is wrong. He's wrong. Here's why we know he's wrong. He's actually pinning sin on God. That's impossible. And uh, she was like, that is one of my all-time favorite youth ministry moments. She said, I would have never switched youth groups after that. So anyways, I don't teach, but I'm ready to come correct. <laughs> but you do teach because you, do, you yeah. did your I own did. mission right. trip, and so you taught all well, that. Well, even in that case, you're reteaching. Yeah. I am reteaching, yeah. but... But I, but I write every day. Like, I don't have a theme. Like, every day I write a devotion. And that day, I threw it out. And I did what I did. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you got to consider the content yeah. in the vans and the cost. So, we so we get all these things together. And then we have to come up with a cost. Yeah. yeah. And then we have to account for leaders. Will the leaders pay? And if they don't, are we going to offset that by the students? Are we going to just budget that? Yep. So, there's all this money stuff. Um, what else do we do? Uh, well, I mean, you're... Uh, if it's not totally programmed, like um, what are you going to do on your off days? Because yeah, even I if like, uh, this past spring break mission trip, I went with an organization team effort. They even give you like an off day. Okay, what are you going to do on your off day? Where are you going to go? Yeah, and I talk to them and say, hey, here's some things you can do. But you know, you've you got to pick out. it. Yeah. And that is going to be the thing they talk about for years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's actually a very big deal. Yeah. It's like that. It's all about that community. It's all right. about us. And that, that one too was they, they did all the teaching and then they gave us time to debrief after every teaching. Um, but you still That's had a plan a for that because they team effort was good. They said, this is what we're going to teach on. Uh, okay. Well, then I could kind of talk to them about that when you know the time was right. Yeah. Um, but when I go to Colorado, it's just like, and Erica's gone that, that trip too. It, it was just us teaching. And so then you got to plan out for you know every night. And yeah, we, like, had a, we picked a theme. And then we both decided, okay, I'm going to talk this night on yep. this. Then I talk the next night on this. Blah, yep. blah. Yeah. And yeah. we wrote devotions for kids to do follow-up devotions that they go off on their own time and do. Yep. You do that. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Or together. do you have her, but did he do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He that's wrote like, his night and I wrote Okay, because you're really gifted at that. 
No, I, I, you're I, really gifted at getting out of the way and letting other people do true, things. True, but I've done that for years. Okay, yeah. just joking. So you I'm, learned that for So I almost adapted to what he was well, doing. All right. If you've never been you to just Colorado, don't brag about it. It is super conducive to sending them on their own after you, you spark them. Yeah. And then I get Okay. Know, By the mountains? Yes. yes. There's just something right. inherently spiritual about mountains. Yes. Yep. God loves mountains. Yes. We see we that was, in the old and new testament. Last time, as we talked about all the stories in the Bibles on mountaintops. Yeah. All right, give me one off topic. What is your favorite mountain experience in the Bible? Elijah coming out of the cave from the mountaintop. And okay. the still small voice. Same. Love it. Same. I do love those. I love uh, Moses, obviously. That was our uh, sermon on Sunday. I love Moses. Moses coming down to the calf. The Shekinah, well, but not even that, but like when he kept going and meeting with yeah. God and he'd come back and he had to cover his face because the Shekinah glory of God was on him. Mm-hmm. And I just really love the picture of like when you are with God, you are different and it can intimidate people. Yeah. And so, and of course he's a Levite, Levites unite. Um, I, obviously, yeah. So there's just something about, but yes, I do love that still small voice too. I think that, oh, no, no time. Well, no, no still time. time. Still time. Cause I love like. When Jesus hears about John the Baptist being beheaded, where does Jesus go? Yeah. He, he goes to the mountain to be by himself. There's something you know, about it. And it there is. There's a and, lot of mountains. Yeah. So. And then, yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. So that since there's time and we just do whatever we want. But with the. We're not doing yeah, so time. bad. No, we're good. But when, when you know, he, he comes down and. And he's like, and, and you know, there was an earthquake, but God's voice wasn't in the earthquake, yeah. and there was a mighty wind, and it wasn't in the wind, and then I think I reversed those two, and and then fire. there was a fire, and he, and he wasn't in the fire, but then a still small voice, and like that really speaks to me, because I, you know, I, I talk to people a lot about hearing from God, and people just say like, well, I never hear from God, and it just seems like like it, I like it makes me feel abnormal because I hear from God, yeah. but like when do you actually set aside time? to sit in silence for that still small voice. Yeah. And that's something I've tried to impress upon my students. And and it's a it's a regular practice for me in life, especially if I'm ever by a mountain. I'm going up that mountain yeah. uh, to be alone. And it, it like one time like Isaac uh, Langland, whom you guys know, and then Tim is one of my uh, former students. And they, we all like they wanted to go together. I said, fine, but I'm doing my quiet time quietly. Please don't talk to me. And so we hike up this mountain uh, in the dark and we're up there at sunrise and I'm just sitting there and I'm just listening for God. Like who thinks yeah. God doesn't want to speak to them? Yeah. It's, God, it's God's will. You know what that means? He wants it yeah. and he wants you to hear it. And I just think we got to take a break and listen. So that, that story is really impactful for me and it's become a regular spiritual practice. So. I'm going to add a mountain story because we have time. Sure. we. I, yeah. I love the story of Moses being allowed to go up the mountain and see the promised land. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's one I didn't even think about. We didn't do that one on our last trip to Colorado, but just the picture of like grace that God yeah. provides because people think of God as this as the jealous God of the Old Testament. Oh, there's uh, a baby. You want me to hold the quiet one? Sure. Right. Um, and I just love that picture of like God still provided that for Moses because yeah. he worked eighty years towards it. Yeah, at least he got to see it. To see yeah. the faithfulness. Yeah. Of God. Uh, yeah. And I like, like, isn't it funny when, uh, Jesus was meeting with the Samaritan woman, you know, she's like, well, we believe that, you know, God's presence is on this mountain. And in the Jews think that God's presence is on this mountain. And Jesus doesn't say, well, we're right. Or you're right. There's something spiritual about that mountain yeah. uh, experience. Like yeah. God's presence is everywhere. It's not in a place. He's a spirit. Um, but there's just something about that seclusion. So, 
And, uh, you know, and then you put all that together to bring us back to big events. That's why I love that big event. Yeah. Because well like you said, there is something about taking that, that, that group of kids. And, and we can have a, a pretty sizable group go. I mean, we have 26 going this week. Um, and, but when we went together, we had a, ago, yeah. we filled up their camp and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like when you're in that environment and all around you is mountains and there's the, the river you're going to raft on, you know, yeah. it, you hear that Sleeping river all night long and it's like, come on, if you can't hear God here, hear God here at this moment, you're not trying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're oblivious. And that's, so that's one of the considerations, right? Like, yes. uh, and like, we're not trying to manipulate a spiritual experience. I think a lot of camps do that. But you at least want to help them get to a space and teach them how to experience well, God. It, we're going to put so a lot of money be, into this. Let's be honest. Yes. Is this money that the kingdom has invested worth the time that you're putting into this big event? And if it doesn't draw you closer to Jesus, my answer is a flat no. Right. We, we used to work with a mission organization. They were the best of the best at setting up the work. Yeah. But like spiritually speaking, it was dry. It was, yeah. it was juvenile. And I just couldn't handle it. It's like, I can't put in this much of my budgeted money or really this much of my time investment and have no real movement towards God. Right. So. And we've seen that. And I think there's some wisdom. Like we remember zero hour. You yeah. Know, and Youth for Christ kind of stepped away from it because the logistics and the money that they invested into zero hour wasn't getting the results that, that would deem that worthy of a cause. You were having people, and, quote, making commitments, but they weren't showing up to church. Right. There's no follow-up. Right. There's, yeah. yeah, there's nothing afterwards. Right. Another, so I think there's a consideration. Another yeah. consideration, which I think is the biggest one, is communication. Oh, yes. A lot of yeah. times, especially when you're taking kids across state lines or even across the country, um, you have parents who are very, very worried. This, especially with the, the, that kid's first one. Yeah, like they're even middle schoolers going away for the weekend for a retreat or freshmen. Um, whether it's just leaving, parents get nervous about that. They get nervous about the travel part of it. Um, they want to know what's going on. They want to know, is this worth my financial investment for my yeah. kid to go here? And planning what are you going to do? How long is yeah. it going to last? What, like, what other expenses are there going to be on top of this? Do they have to pay for their meals on top of this financial cost? Are there yeah. fundraisers that are going to be a part of this too? Um, it just That communication piece, I think, sometimes we can get a little lazy at as youth pastors. I'm not saying we as in us, but youth pastors in general, because we're so excited about the event that we just, we plan it and we yeah. think we've communicated it, but we've only communicated it once. And sometimes parents need six different ways of hearing like, hey, your kids are going to be safe with me. Yeah. yeah. And be specific. I think you're right on that. You know, I've started even telling parents in, in my last like, uh, like message to them about Colorado. I said, this is what it co what Colorado costs me. This is what they're charging us per student. This is the other expenses. This is what I'm charging you. Yes. And this is what I'm taking out of my youth budget. So they know exactly why I'm charging them the money they do. Because yes. it's expensive. Yes. They And they need to know we're not making money. And, and we're not expensive, but I've had another friend of mine that did the same exact trip for their, their high school senior trip. And they were charging them three times what I was. And, and I, to this day, we still joke about it. Like, why? How, where did that money, where did all that money go? Yeah. And no one knows. But I, I'd be super specific. Here's what I'm charging you. And here's where I'm, the cost that the church is picking up. And here's where I'm, you are. Yeah. And this is, and so they also know, oh, this is actually a better deal than, than what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say this because I remember being young 
I can still remember it. <laughs> Sometimes we get really threatened by that because of our ego. Yeah. And like, well, well, they should just trust me because yeah. I'm a pastor. But I will tell you what, I'm not going to just trust anyone with my kids. Yeah. Right. So uh, when the parents get, you know, really like over involved, like because they're worried about their child's safety. Yeah. You can go complain to your youth pastor friends about a helicopter parent, or you could just minister to them. Yeah. You know, uh, because truly what you do that week will matter, uh, but nothing will matter like a parent's spiritual investment in their children. Yeah. So we minister to them too. So they want to know like, hey, why does it cost so much? That's not an insult. They're just weighing the cost. Yeah. When they want to know like, how are you going to keep my child safe? You'd better know the answer to that. Yeah. And the only reason you should be flustered is if you didn't have a plan for their kid's safety. Yeah. Uh, so like parents aren't the enemy in our planning. Yeah, and like, oh, I have to do this so early. Like, yeah, you do. Because you're ministering to the family too. Yeah. The, the earlier you can get out, the more considerations you can take into account. And the better your communication is, the more you minister to mom and dad. And, and if you minister to mom and dad, and they feel loved by you, and they see that their child is loved by you, they're, yes, and they're with you. And they're you're going to have that kid. You're going to get less pushback from them too. Like, yes. Like the more specific you are in the, those initial communications... They don't have to ask you as many questions. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, we get it. You know, yeah, the kid's going to still text you a couple of days before you go. What am I what, to what am I packing? Yeah. What am, what am I packing? Are the parents are like, leaving? yeah, when are we leaving? And I haven't done that, but it's actually on the paper they signed. The same paper that you sent them three times now. Yeah. One in With their, their signature on yes. it. Yes. And it's like, okay. I want to point that out. Not that I just sent one last night to a kid, but, but you know what I, I You know what I think the problem is? Like, when we go into ministry, like, oftentimes we have a capacity to operate last minute. And get the job done well. Yeah. But the problem is you cannot do that and work alongside other people. So I can't actually walk alongside parents last minute because they have jobs and kids and a lot of things going on. They have the capacity to deal with my last minute shtick. I have volunteer leaders who have jobs and probably their own kids and their whole lives. Like they, they don't have time for my last minute. Like if I want to do it really well and I want to partner with people... I have to be early. Yeah. That's just the way it and is. And it's better for you. You know, yes. the more you think about it earlier, the less on your plate when it comes time. And you can just kind of pack and enjoy. I felt stressed due to a lack of stress the last few years. Like, <laughs> I must be missing something because I'm not worried about anything, yeah. you know? But, yeah, what a joy to just remind myself, like, no, because you did the job. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, hey, let's take a break and talk about Movie Monday. Movie Monday. Uh, we are, Erica did not watch this. Mortal Kombat. No. The, the new, new one. one. Yeah. 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 Let's uh, uh, preface that or thank you. Oh, you switched it up on her. Yeah. You actually said it right. It yeah. took me a second. Yeah, the truth is you actually know how to say it. I do. You just refuse <laughs> most of the time. I'll start off. I know you're excited. I would play pay full price for Mortal Kombat. Multiple times, I think. I would. I yeah. enjoyed the whole thing. And not just because there haven't been a lot of movies to watch. Correct. You were gushing over this movie. Yes. Yes. And I will say that I would have paid full price, but I actually pay for HBO Max, and you were out of town. Yeah. So I was going to go to the movie, and I was like, hey, you want to go watch Mortal Kombat? And you're like, I can't. I'm going here. So I just watched it at home, and that was a little stressful. I understand. Because- It's a little gruesome. It was violent. Yeah. In my son, It's Mortal Kombat. I'll give it you says that. it in the title. But I didn't know how- Gory and Did you play the video game? I wasn't allowed to. Oh, okay. Because I was an independent fundamental Baptist and there was some... You do know the video game, right? I do know the video game. Because there were references in the movie. I know. I'm you... familiar. Okay. But I had to... I could play Street Fighter 
Not the same. Right, but I couldn't watch or I couldn't play Mortal Kombat because of the reincarnation. Oh. That in fact, watching this movie is how I learned what that reincarnation really meant. Yeah. It wasn't people. It was just like the the mark and the calling of the fight. Um, but you know, we we didn't ask why when an evangelist banned things. We just <laughs> banned him. Uh, so no, like I didn't play the game growing up, but I did. Wa- I did watch the first movie at a friend's house at a sleepover. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, only because it wasn't all that great. Um, <laughs> but now I can do what I want. Yeah. And I saw that movie, and it was great. And my son Jacob wanted to watch it, but I said. Not yet. I thought about the name of the movie and I thought, let me watch it first. Yes. And like, there's different things. Like, I don't mind like action violence and that. Like, he likes all the Marvel movies. Um, but there was quite a focus on the blood. Yes. And it was, and it was stunning. That's the video game. Right. So, um, I have actually played it as an adult, but I didn't play it growing up. Okay. So, but I, I loved the movie even without like, because you, you could say like, well, but you love the movie because of the sentimental reasons. I had no sentimental attachment. I might go watch that movie again today because we're talking about it and I'm remembering how awesome it was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Doesn't sound like my kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the movie and I still have no plans to see the movie. So, so you would not pay full price no, because you're not going to even watch it on HBO no. Max. And you have HBO Max, right? Mm, no. You do? Yeah. Then I guess I kind of do. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. That's just what I'm going to do. Well, I think you should go watch Mortal Kombat and if you're offended by... Um, alleged uh, reincarnation, swearing, or blood, you Maybe probably not. stopped listening to us a long time ago. So yeah. Yeah. the first time you took a movie recommendation from us, you probably got together with an evangelist and banned us too. So, But if you like us, I think you're going to like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Agreed. It was great. Yeah. It, was, it was emotional. Man, I laughed. Yeah. I cried. It was a part of me. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But Jacob can't watch it yet. All right, so let's go back. I, I talked about this just briefly, but uh, how do you get your volunteers involved, or do you? I do as and I'll, as much as they want to. Like yes. when a big event's coming up, spring break or Colorado, I'll go to my volunteers first. Say who wants to go. Now I also, I'm, I'm church is going to pay for them. Yeah, they're taking time off of their work schedules for the most part to do this. Like you know, it's part of my job. So to have them to pay money on top of them taking time off yeah. to do this. I Some find, of them unpaid time off. Right. And I find that unacceptable. So we pay for their expenses. Um, and so I go to them first and say, who wants to go? And almost every time that fills out my volunteer needs. Only once in a while have I ever needed a, a, another yeah. person to come or a parent. I'm very come. reticent about having anyone other than my leaders do it. Yeah. So when I have to... I always ask a parent that I actually want to be involved in youth ministry anyways, because once you go on a mission trip or a retreat or whatever, those kids will suck you in. Well, and and I always, if a parent comes to me and says, could I possibly go? I always tell them two things. One, I'm going to ask my volunteers first. And if we don't have space for you, then no. Um, two, I'm going to ask your kid yep. if they want you to come. You actually tell them that. Yes. And I, said, I don't tell them, but that's they absolutely don't, yeah, what I, I said, do. If they, they're not comfortable with you coming, you're not going to come. And, and so, so I have that approach, but I've never told the parents that because I don't want them to be mad uh, at their kid. Uh, because if a kid says no, that parent probably is prone <laughs> to, to getting mad. Yeah. There's, there's a reason that kid needs their space. Yeah. So I've always kept that quiet. 
Um, but same thing for Sunday night for youth group. Like I've had parents want to be involved and I've needed leaders. Yeah. And I just talk to the kids and say, hey, listen, what do you think? And they're like, no, like. This is my day away. This is, yeah, this is where they can be themselves. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been very nervous about that. There's also the thing too where you're going on a mission trip. Like there's this, there's a lady at my church that has told me for years. Past church. Well, when this comes out, maybe I'm there. I don't know. <laughs> um, but not long. Soon to be past, if not. But she'd come every year and say, hey, I would love to be uh, to go on a mission trip with the teenagers. Um, I love teenagers, blah, blah, And uh, first of all, like socially, like I didn't click with her at all. Um, but I just always felt this Holy Spirit restraining. Like, like, I'll pray about it. And it was always like, no. And then I found out um, that, you know, like doing drugs and like um, <laughs> shacking up, um, maybe some alcoholism. And all it's right. just like, and I, but I would have had no reason to know any of that. Right. Um, and, and the only thing I knew is that she smoked cigarettes. I said, hey, listen, um, when we go on our mission trips, um, it's Southern Baptist affiliated. So I don't even have to give you my opinion on this, which is you're not going to smoke on my youth trips. Yeah. Um, but Southern Baptists aren't doing that. Yeah. Well, at least they're not telling you. Right. Um, so I just said, just so you know, like you wouldn't be able to go unless I knew you were clean from that. And not like I'll quit for the trip because I can't have you irritable. Like you're going to have to be like off it for a few months. Yeah. Um, and and she was always like, oh, okay, well, you know, if you tell me I can go, I'll give it a try. And that was always enough. Yeah. If you think that's a matter of getting right and you're going to wait to see if you can go before you're going to do it, <laughs> I'm not all that interested. Yeah. But yes, I want all of my volunteers to go. All of my all of my youth leaders went on my last two mission trips because they were in town. So I did love that. Yeah. But I usually actually have most of them anyways. Uh, it might be one or two. And then we always feel bad for them because that's a growing time for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I got to get them in early cause they have to take vacation. Right. So, um, usually I know in October at the latest, which of my youth leaders are going next June. Yeah. That's just how we've done it. Um, I also get them involved. Um, uh, I realize that I have the capacity to do much. I can run the devotions. I always do it. I actually read the Bible every day. So even if I wasn't going to write a devotion, I've got one. Yeah. Ready, because I just read one. Uh, but I love to give them the opportunity, especially young leaders, I love this, to give them the opportunity to speak yeah. uh, on those trips. Like, they don't have to run it by me, like, hey, listen, like, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to believe in you, but you know what I do when someone offers bad theology on my mission trips. You're going to yell, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so be careful that I don't have to, <laughs> un like, deprogram you uh, right, right there. But, um, you know, I, 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 I honestly, they wouldn't be my leaders if I didn't believe in their understanding, yeah. right? Like, you don't have to be perfect, but you do need to not be a heretic. It's just a, yeah. it's a pretty yeah. easy bar to clear. Yeah. Um, so I like to give them the opportunity to do that. I'll let them help me plan, like, you know, like, they know more what's fun on an extended time off, like that time that you get. I'll let them pick, like, hey, listen, I got I'll run down, like, here's 10 options. These are what people are saying. Like, what do, what do we do? Like, I don't need to pick that. I'll let them pick it. They're, you know, when we went to Nashville, like, there's a lot of fun things you can do. And my leaders are like, well, let's just go to downtown Nashville and walk around. I think the students would love it. And for me, I've never walked anywhere like I didn't have somewhere to be, even if I don't. Like, I am on the move. Yeah. And so the idea of aimlessly walking sounded fun <laughs> to me. I said, you know what? Sure. Let's give it a try. 
And that might be the, the best thing we've ever done for extended free time. We just walk around, uh, you know, in groups. I let them pick that stuff. Like, I don't have to do everything. Nice. So I like to get them involved in the planning because they own it. Um, and then if it fails, I'm like, oh, man, I thought that would be weird, but Joey told me it was going to be good. <laughs> I kid. I never throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> Anything else? Um, now you can have them hold your babies. Other than, like, they most of my trips have small groups. Yeah. So they do their usual leading small groups. We did that this year, too. I mean, I'll add that to it. But, yeah, I would say overall I probably – utilize my volunteers less for trips than for Sunday night stuff. Yeah. And mainly because it's such a long trip and I know they're taking time off for it. If they want to be involved, by all means, be involved, give a devotion, whatever. Yeah. But most well, of the time To be clear, I'm inviting them. Yes. I'm not I'm not compelling Yes, you're not forcing them. Yeah. them. Just to be clear, audience. But yeah, I'll say I probably don't utilize my volunteers as much, and usually it's because I find, like, I've gotten shot down probably a lot more, um, just with people, like, a lot of them are working overtime the week before in order to take the time off to go with me to Colorado or wherever it may be, and my favorite thing to do with volunteers is let them drive the vans, because if I don't have to drive a van, <laughs> that is one of my favorite things, is if they love driving... Go for it. Yeah, here's the keys. You drive the van. Make, I'll make a copy of your driver's license and go go ahead. Drive away. Yeah. That, uh, I love that. Like, I, do as much as you want. Yeah. And do as little as you want. Basically, yeah. You know, be relational. I mean, there's still and, minimums, right? There's minimum right. requirements, but they're, well, they're yeah. already my leader. So they already know the kids. I know that they're going to have a good time with the kids, enjoy their time together. And so anything on top of that is just an added bonus. Yeah. And I, by the way, I love to spoil my leaders on these trips. Oh, yeah. I usually will like, buy them, treat them to some, like, if we go out to, like, walk around somewhere, hey, who wants a coffee or a tea yeah, or whatever from the I'm, shop? Who wants a donuts? And my kids yes. see that the kid, that my leaders get that stuff. And I know you're big about that, too. I, like, I celebrate my leaders by buying them things in front of my students. There was a conflict once when I kept buying stuff for my leaders on a local trip. And I was told that it was problematic because it was making um, students jealous. But that that's not how my students felt. You know, when, uh, when Oakley saw, uh, you know, I showed up, he's like, oh, you have pizza. I was like, well, this is actually for just for the leaders because I'm not allowed to bring stuff to students. And he's like, oh, that's cool. They do so much. They deserve it. Mm -hmm. Because I was teaching them to honor for yeah. the last three years, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I believe in honoring my leaders. I always point it out every trip. Like, hey, I just want you to know um, I am so glad I got to be here. But I'm at work. These guys took off work. Yeah. You know, I want them to know and recognize. It always makes my leaders uncomfortable because they're humble. and But I'm still going to do it because I want them to know. Yeah, I'm big on yeah, this. Stick with me and don't buy anything this week. You know, <laughs> I got a church card for that. So... Uh, yeah, that's, um, I love to get them involved that way, but also when they're involved, look out for them. So that pretty much wraps up, uh, everything we have to say about planning big events and how we love seeing God in the mountains Yep. Yeah. and Mortal Kombat. I did not see God in Mortal Kombat. I should have had a greater pause. Yeah. yeah. So. That ends the uh, magic episode. Yeah. I guess the next time we record, it'll be on Zoom. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Well, well even then and there, I will catch you on the flippity flip. That's all, folks. So, you're That's a classic. One. That's a classic. I stole the last one. That's a classic.
Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's all, folks. Was that Porky Pig? Yes. No. Was it? Yes. Well, it was in Bugs? No. no he's like, what's up, Doc? He's a, he's your greeting. Okay. Porky Pig's your outro. All right. Fair Remember enough. that? I do now. Bye. Bye. Bye.